Welcome back to the Where's Your Head At Hotline, our weekly show where we catch up with each other and connect with you all on our hotline voicemail. We want to hear from you guys, so please send your stories, questions, advice, or tea to Where's Your Head At Pod at gmail.com to be featured on one of our episodes. I'm Anna. And I'm Matt. Let's jump in. Good morning, the Where's Your Head At family. How are you, Anna? The Where's Your Head At family. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So what's been going on in the life of Anna McAvoy? Um, Okay, look at my face. Do I look different? (laughs) Your hair's done. No, No, my hair's not done. You've had your lip filler. No. Back in. No. You've done your eye. I don't know, Anna. What is it? What were you going to say about my eyebrows? Your eyebrows are done. Okay, so I had... Do you ask me these questions <laughs> as if I'm meant to know and be able to tell. Like, like gee whiz. You see me all the time. Like, if anyone should know, it should be you and Michael. And both of you, nothing. Like, I just get nothing from you. I just... That's you what, you that's ask what I get me, for hanging around with guys. You ask me and I literally feel like I'm set up for something that I haven't noticed. Like, okay. Well, I got some anti-wrinkle last week. Anti-wrinkle cream? No, no, no. Anti-wrinkle injections. <sighs> Right? Yeah. Look at my eyebrow. My right eyebrow is like <laughs> higher than the left oh one. Oh, my God. So if anybody knows The Rock and what he used to do and he used to give people the people's, <laughs> the people's, uh, the people's eyebrow, you literally Anna's giving me the people's <laughs> eyebrow. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> can you smell what Anna is cooking? <laughs> That, that's literally what Michael said to me. He's like, you look like Dwayne the Rush Johnson. Like, I can't even... I can't say, well, you've got your hair over your other one. Yeah, well, yeah, that's because I'm hiding it because it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I literally have never God. been able to lift my eyebrow high, like one eyebrow up, one eyebrow down. I can't stop looking at it. Yeah, you're doing the most electrifying... I'm doing it now. It's the most electrifying I've... <laughs> Eyebrow and sports entertainment. Anyway, let me just move my hair back across my face. So basically, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Adam. I've had anti wrinkle for like a hot minute. So this isn't the first time I've had it, but this is the first time I've had this eyebrow situation. So I'm going in. What causes it? To be honest, I don't know. Maybe like a little bit too much, a little bit too little in one. I don't know. But either way, one of my eyebrows is pinned up high. And it looks like I'm giving the eyebrow. It's electrifying, to say the <laughs> least. Well, I've... I have, thanks for noticing. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you didn't because it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I did notice. I just didn't want to say anything and embarrass you. Fuck off. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you honestly can't tell unless you point out you've got hair covering the other one. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've hit it with the hair. Thank God for a fringe. Guess what I'm doing. Anna? What are you doing? Shockingly, now? I'm getting back into cooking or getting into cooking, should I say? Well, I'm glad you're getting into cooking because mm-hmm. I think y- you get these shit fucking prepaid, prepackaged meals and you eat them. <gasps> Tell about our story in Sydney. When you're like, in Sydney, when you're like, let's go get. And I'm like, no, nah, I'll just throw something together. Am I not the quintessential, just like bachelor eating sort of guy? 
It's not even bachelor eating. Like a bachelor would probably eat, cook himself like a really nice steak with some beautiful veggies. Like that's bachelor that. living. You're living on the bread line, <laughs> fucking not getting anything. You're you're just getting the cheapest, quickest, easiest possible meal that there is. Like don't you don't you want your like taste buds to just be excited in life? Well, I've always been under this theory that why put so much effort into something that's only going to like serve you for like 20 minutes, an hour of cooking for 20 minutes of, I don't know. I literally me, look forward to every meal of the day. It well, brings me joy. My family say I eat to survive, not eat for enjoyment. Like I eat because I'm hungry and I have to. That's the mentality I have, which served me so well when I was like religiously dieting. Like I could just eat the same thing every day. Like it didn't, like I wouldn't get bored of like what I was eating. Like, yeah. That's wild seeds. Like, I can't comprehend that. Well, I've gotten into this as my new signature meal. And to be fair, this meal came to me by accident. So I got a HelloFresh order. I don't cook. I don't follow recipes. Recipes give me anxiety. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) So I was like, what ingredients do I have? What can I make? I threw together these um the mince meat so to make the burgers but i threw my own jalapenos in there cheese in there some taco seasoning Yum. put together these like rissoles like jalapeno and cheese melted rissoles with um a mexican salad who is he who me yeah who and is this guy in front of me i know they're unbelievable i have to make them for you on time also i want to try this thing so when i was in byron I, I was a bit of – I had a couple of margaritas, but I swear by these tacos. They made a taco and they deep fried the hard shell taco and then covered it in seasoning. It was amazing. I want to try Yum. and make them. Matt, I like this for you. I feel like you need to get out of your comfort zone with these prepackaged meals and, like, really start learning some, like, key meals because I can't go buy half a chook and a salad and throw some ranch dressing on it for the rest of my life, can I? No, it's just, like, it's 18-year-old vibes. Like, you need to elevate now. You're 27. I'm, I know, I know. I need and to. I'm glad you are. I am. So watch me. Watch this space. I'll come back with some more cooking. Um, Something I wanted to bring up with you is... Yes. <laughs> Like, firstly, I just want to say, are you okay? Yeah. Why is something wrong with my face? <laughs> <laughs> your my your eyebrows are in place, which is good to know. Right. No, you sent me a pretty, like, a sad message on the weekend. I don't know if you remember. I do remember, yeah. I, I feel like I should read it to everyone because it's kind of funny now that you're, like, not sad. Or are you still sad? Uh, oh, I'll just set the scene. I just was having a downer day. I was just in, like, pretty down how i put it is i reckon when i go to gym my serotonin fucking flares up or whatever it's called it it just flares up into my brain and then afterwards i almost crash really yeah so you're meant to have like good hormones going around your body for hours after going to the gym i reckon i get it for like 15 to 20 minutes after and then i crash really i like crash and my like when i was getting my coffee when i sent you the message i think that like i don't know everything just yeah, it just all came to me and I just had a moment. Oh, Read the message. I find the humour in it. I don't mind. It's actually quite okay. – it was actually quite an embarrassing moment to be fair. So at 4pm on Saturday, I got this message from Matt. It reads, oh boy, 
was crying in the Macca's drive-thru and the girl called out, excuse me, because I was looking down and missed that the car had gone in front of me. And as I pulled up, she's like, here you go. And by the way, love your podcast. And I'm sitting there with tears running down my face and snot coming out my nose. And I'm like, can I have a napkin, please? (laughs) If that's not the most grim message to receive on a Saturday at 4 p.m., I don't know what is. I literally immediately called you and I was like, are you okay? Look, yeah, it was pretty grim. I can see the humour in it now. I'm laughing, but fuck. Like, I just came out the gym. I'd been changed. So normally if I'd come out the gym, I'd blow my nose on my top. Yeah. But I didn't want to because I was wearing that top out wherever I was going. I can't remember now to get dinner or something. And I um, I didn't. So I was sitting there with like literally the tears running down my face, all this snot. And Aww. I was like, oh, thanks for that. Can, can, I, can I have a napkin? And she like looked at me. She was like... Yeah, yeah, sure. And then I was like, <laughs> as I drove off. So whoever that nice girl was, thank you. I appreciate like the love and support. But yeah, I was in a pretty average place. I think it's important to acknowledge our highs and lows as well. Yeah. You know, we always say like social media looks happy, but you know. And thanks for the phone call. I did appreciate it and I did explain where I was at. But yeah. I can see the humour in that message now, but like at the time I was like, boy. You're in a dark, dark yeah. hole. I was like, boy. That I was like, let me pull him out. I was like, boy, <laughs> what's that girl thinking about me? Like listens to the podcast and sees me crying in my car. Oh, but it's it's normal, right? Like we all have bad days. Sometimes I wake up and I'm, you know, I try and tell myself it's going to be a good day. I'm staying positive and no matter how many positive affirmations you do and no matter how – once you go to the gym or eat healthy and do all the right things that's meant to get you in a good mental state, sometimes you just can't get your way out of it. Life beats you down and sometimes like as much as you stay positive, you can't like you got to like sometimes you need to let it out. You need to cry. I saw that quote that kind of goes around on like anxiety kind of pages that they have and it's like there's like a picture of a mountain and it's like at the tip there's like a line that's drawn and it always says what you think someone's going through and then the rest of the mountain what they're actually going through yeah yeah yeah. like you as, as human beings i think it's always important to remember to always be nice to each other like you really don't know what the other person's going what through. people are going through. I sort of forget that as well when I'm in a ratty, shitty mood. Like I was in the car with my mum and it sounds bad, but somebody did something dumb and I tooted them. And my mum's like, why toot them? She's like, you don't know what they're going through. You don't yeah. know. They could just find out that their wife's ill, their parents passed away. You don't know. Like, you don't know. Like added to their ruin their day. And I, I was like, you're right, mum. Like I need to, you know, just remember that other people are going through stuff. And Yeah. Sometimes if they want to cry in the Macca's drive-thru <laughs> after ordering their large soy latte. They can. They can. Yeah. I feel like it as well, like slowly people are starting to be a bit more open. Like a friend of mine actually posted on Instagram the other day that she was 13 weeks pregnant and just lost the baby. And she's had a really tough time recently and she kind of posted it and she just said like, look, I... I'm posting this because I don't have it in me to tell every single individual person that I've shared the the news with already that I'm pregnant that I'm now no longer pregnant and it's it was just so heartbreaking and it's just I was just thinking about it and I was thinking like normally in the past speaking generally people don't really share about their miscarriages right like they it's just not something that was shared it was kept very private it was it was very taboo and slowly people have started to open up about this and then I just think 
God, imagine if she hadn't told anyone and she was internally dealing with all of that and like... Well, imagine people that you've told that you obviously have conceived a baby and you're pregnant Aww. and then you have like they're coming to see you or they're bumping into you assuming that you're still pregnant and imagine every time, like she said, telling them that you've lost the child. Yeah. I think it's so easy for all of us to be very self-absorbed and self-centered and to be always thinking about me, me, me. And I think I guess my recommendation this week is to think of other people and to put other people before yourself and to always, always, always be kind. On that as well, if like I've under the mentality now when you bump like – if you see an older person or like somebody who's an older like lady, not to ask them like, when are you getting married or when are you having, like when are you having a child? Like I think that's really insensitive. Yeah, because like, you just don't know. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah, they probably could be trying for a child. They could be child. trying and, they yeah. can't, and they're struggling to conceive. Absolutely. I actually listened to this podcast the other day. It's a podcast I've never actually listened to before. And the whole energy of this podcast, I'm not going to name the podcast, but – it was so bitchy and mean and oh, spiteful yeah. and honestly listening to it drained my energy so much and I was like, how does anyone listen to this shit? Like it honestly was so vile. I was like, wow. And it just like was a great reminder for me. Like we always try to put out like positive vibes and, you know, no matter what, what guests we have on, we always like strive to just let people have their voice but we we never like bash people or or really rude or mean to people and like we just sit on the fence unless we're strongly opinionated on something but i don't think there is anything where we're gonna bitch about anyone and well why would we have an opinion on someone's truth like at the yeah. end of the day like we've always said there's three sides to a story there's and in most things we're reporting on there's four sides there's there's person a person b the truth and the producer's side exactly (laughs) exactly so our recommendation this week as a collective is i guess just be kind be supportive be there for people in your life and make an effort and i guess be less self-serving i like that that's a good recommendation my recommendation was to uh i did this the other day was to Go to a um, – it doesn't matter if you like golf or you don't play golf. I've never <laughs> swung a golf club. I was going to say racket in my life. But um, I went to a driving range and it was so therapeutic. So good. Yeah, I was just tonking these balls <laughs> with no technique. I was at the start, I was trying to do technique and then I was like, you know what? Nah. So I was just roosting these balls as far as I could. There's a driving range in Albert Park actually yeah. that I've been to with Michael a few times. We should go. Just yeah. Just absolutely roost them into next week. Yeah. Just, like, clears the mind, clears the head, have a chat with whoever you're with or just go by yourself, put your earphones in. I just get scared. I feel like they're gonna, one's going to come and like lob me in the head. Somebody would have to be a really bad shot for it to go <laughs> But it could around. happen, right? It could definitely happen. Yeah, well, my mate was telling me one time he literally launched it. It went so high, bounced off the thing and came back and it like skimmed his head. Fuck, that's scary because that could take an eye out. Yeah, jeez, I'd have to be a good sh- – you know what? It's like I'm give not, you a I'm, new I'm, eyeball. <laughs> yeah, if it hit you in the eyeball, dare I say that's a good shot. Like that's an accurate that shot. That is not a good shot. <laughs> that's a lucky shot. Well, look, on that note, let's jump into our hotline. Hello, you've reached Anna and Matt. We can't get to the phone right now. But please leave us a message on our hotline after the beep. Okay, so our first hotline comes in from Claire. 
Hey Anna and Matt, absolutely love the show. Um, oh, just wanted to call up with my worst first date story. I had been talking to a guy on Tinder for a while um, and he said he'd be a bit busy like moving into a new house, so he'd been doing all of that. And then he said, let's go out for a romantic dinner. So we were going out for a dinner and he pulls over and he's like, oh, I've got to do a couple of stops. So he pulls over at this house um, and help makes me help him move all his stuff into his new home and take uh-huh. them between houses on our first date. Um, and then it gets pretty late, it's about 11, 11.30, and he goes, oh, let's get grilled. Got grilled and headed home and did not go on a second date. But <laughs> <laughs> cool. Is that about you? No, no. Sorry. But actually, I've got a story actually quite – is that the story you're thinking about? Yeah. Didn't you, like, do a furniture stop somewhere with someone? Yeah. So I took this girl out. I'd been talking to her for a bit and I was like – Oh yeah, this is so funny. Actually, I um, I picked her up and I was like, "Hey, I actually took one of my dad's utes from the office. I picked, so I drove, got the ute." Well, so you didn't have to pay for petrol. No, so I could pick up this oh. massive, <laughs> but petrol as well. But I had to pick. <laughs> this is a couple of years ago, and I had to pick up a uh, wardrobe because my clothes were getting too much for my wardrobe in my bedroom. Oh, so I had to get another wardrobe for in the garage. Shit. So we went to this, like, I think it was off Gumtree. I bought this thing. So she's watching me, like, pay this guy. And I made her help me carry this wardrobe, put it on the back of the ute. And then we strapped it down. And then, like, but... I, took her, I took her out for a nice – she was a vegan. Took her out for a, uh, a nice meal. Wow. So she – I reckon she's a salty only, but she'd – did you find the humour in that? That Fuck. was years ago now. Well, back to Claire. Back to Claire. <laughs> Worst Tinder date ever. Well, that's the problem. That wasn't good. And the fact that you've done that is very <laughs> concerning. Well, I didn't make her help me unload it at my house Well, you fucking hope not. It's a first date. She's probably spent an hour getting ready, doing her hair and makeup, has her nails done. Why would she be fucking moving your furniture? <laughs> what would you do if you were Claire in that situation? Would you go, okay. I would just say, like, if, if we've not, like, secured an hour of your day that's free and you're currently busy, you can drop me back home. I'm out. Catch you never. I'd be fucking fuming if oh, someone I, did that. Yeah, I would never make her help me. I was just in – it was in the area. Yeah, but you shouldn't be doing it. Do it late. Do it after the day if it must be done at, in okay, that so very Okay, so take moment. her out for dinner first and say, hey, I've got an errand I need to run. Yeah. But the guy said he was free on Gumtree at that exact time. You're unwell. <laughs> she was a the good fact sp- that you can't see like the, the the problem in it is also mildly worrying. Okay, so with Claire, I see the problem. He took her to eleven, eleven thirty, did she say, and then got her grilled? Yeah. Yeah, that's not romantic. It's not romantic. I hope Claire he didn't get a second day. Let's just say that because <laughs> he's probably thinking, "What did I do wrong? Did I should I have paid her for her time?" <laughs> It's actually cooked. Like, you can't take someone on a date and put them into hard labour. <laughs> it's called Airtasker, not Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next hotline is from Blake. Ooh. Hey, Mad Nana. Blake here. Um, love the potty. Thanks, Been a fan man. for a while. Thanks, I just want to get your advice on something. I've, um, I've been seeing this girl for the past month or so now. And our things were going pretty good in the early weeks, seeing each other a bit. But um, about a week ago now, we um, we things got a bit too freaky in the bedroom, and I snapped my banjo cord, if you know what that means. Um, wasn't a pretty oh sight. White God. sheets and blood went everywhere. Looked like a bit like a murder scene, not the best, but um, a <laughs> bit embarrassed about it. 
And she hasn't really reached out to me since the day. Like, I'm all good now. Like, it wasn't too big of a deal. Went, went to the docks, got patched up. But, yeah, things haven't really been the same and we haven't really talked the last few days. I'm um, just wondering if I've cooked it or it is, is it good as something else. I just, yeah, I want to get your advice on it. Thanks. Love yous. Thanks, Blake, for the message. Oh, my God, Blake. You poor thing. I hope he's okay. A banjo string is a uh, serious injury. So just for those at home listening who might not know what that is, do you want to just give them a quick little explanation and just remind me? So a... Okay, so a banjo string, I'm not sure if a circumcised penis has one. I've never seen a circumcised penis. You may have. <laughs> Can't say I've ever... So you ins- just told everyone you're not circumcised. Good to know. Yes, yep. I have not inspected a circumcised penis. But a penis that, well, like mine, that hasn't that has <laughs> oh its foreskin... This has gone so bad, guys. I'm so sorry that you're having to listen to this. When you peel the foreskin back on the... The back side of the... There's like a string There's thing. like a string thing there. Now, Blake, I have been in the same situation. What? You've broke yours? I was fortunate enough that mine didn't snap. Mine sort of grazed. Okay. Now, I'll set this oh, this is giving me like, ugh, the creepy crawlies. Like, ugh. So I'm on schoolies. So back in the day, I... Know this girl from my area. She's staying in the same hotel. She invites me to... Well, I took her back to my room, actually. Turns out this girl ends up being my girlfriend. I sleep with her for 10 years. Ends up being my girlfriend for two years. Fuck, lucky for you, not Blake. <laughs> yeah, not Blake. So, no, sorry, so Blake, there is hope in the situation. <laughs> okay, there okay, is hope. You. Take it from me. Um, but this was the first time we slept together. I was we're in missionary position and... I remember someone said, this is very wet. And I was like, yeah, it is. And I looked down (laughs) and my stomach, my everywhere was covered in blood. And I was like, shit, are you on your period? And she's like, no, I'm... I've got the Typical rod. Typical guy go, going for it. Oh, you and your period? <laughs> Sheets are covered the same as what happened to Blake. I was like, fuck, well, what is that? Looked, my penis, because obviously think about a boner. There's a lot of blood pumping to a boner, isn't there? I mean, well, yes, the, now that we're talking the, the about it. The definition of it. So I just looked at your top and there's a girl with like red all over her face. And now I just look, feel, well, it looks like it's period. But anyway. Well, that's Sting. The okay. icon Sting. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. And so there's blood pumping to it. So I was like, shit, shit, shit. What do I do? I ran to the shower. All I remember was squeezing it because it actually hurt. You know, you know, pain and you put pressure on pain, it stops. I remember squeezing my penis but in doing that, the blood started piercing out and was spraying uh. all over the wall, all over the window. I was in serious pain. I was like to the girl, I was like, I'm I'm in strife here. So then my mates were drinking in the other room at schoolie. So I called them in. They're like, shit, what do we do? Do you know the red frogs? No. So the red frogs are a bunch of volunteers that- <laughs> Called the red frogs. Called the red frogs on schoolies that- um. <laughs> They like give you like red, they have bags of red frogs. They like help you get back to your apartment or whatever if you're drunk or if you're sort hurt or whatever. We called them up. They came up and they're like, nah, this is a problem. Like this, this is too so much So you for showed us. the red frogs your dick? Yeah, they inspected it. They had gloves on. <laughs> they had gloves on? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I ended up going to the doctor the next day. I just grazed it or something. I can't remember the ins and outs, but to have sex on the rest of schoolies, I had to Vaseline it and then put a condom on. Like, can't you just be like a normal person and give it some fucking healing time? Like, you know what I mean? He's already thought of a new way to have sex. It's all too much. It's all too much. Anyway. Blake. Back to Blake. 
Um, we've spoken about your penis for probably the, <laughs> the most that I can physically <laughs> talk about it penis. and handle it. Back to Blake. Well, if there's anything on what I said, Blake, there is hope. Maybe has he reached out to her? Has he sent her a message and say, hey? Do you think – how old do you think Blake is? Do you think that they're young? young? He sounds kind of young. I don't want to, like, put him into a box, but, like, he sounds kind of young. Maybe it's, like, you know – a bit awkward to kind of like talk about it. If I was Blake, I would reach out and just be like, hey, would turns you? out I snapped my banjo. Crazy. Can't believe that happened. Would love to see you again. I had a mate snap his banjo on the train. How? <laughs> it was getting a dry wristy and it snapped. On a train? Yeah, probably not something I should say on here. It's probably illegal to do. <laughs> That's definitely illegal. <laughs> Jeez. Well, so this is like a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never heard. Mate. I've never. You've got another one. Who had it done, and he had to like he's you know, like came home, and his dad was talking him through it, and he told me he filled up. His dad told him to fill the sink up and put Dettol or whatever in the sink, uh, not Dettol, but like uh, not Dettol, not Dettol, but Benedict, something that's like antiseptic. Yeah, and he dipped his like knobby. Right, the most painful thing he's ever done. <laughs> this conversation, I swear to God, like it's I informative did. to all our listeners. Yeah, it is because I've. I mean, I've. I don't know anyone who's ever snapped a banjo. I've heard. No, that's not true. Someone at my school once. This guy, he apparently snapped his and had to go to the hospital. What I don't get about snapping it is, it does it need to be reattached? Well, like I said, mine didn't snap, and I don't remember what my mates did. And I would have to ask Blake. I guess I don't know. Because you feels, go to the hospital. I I went to the doctors, and he looked at it, and he said it's just like I grazed it. Real friction. Yeah, but we're not talking about you anymore. Let's get back to Blake. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, Blake didn't tell us if he stitches it up. Maybe we Google it and see what happens. Or if you're a listener and it's happened to you, please let us know on our Facebook page. Or if someone you've slept with has had it done, we'd love to know. Yeah. If you, you if you guys have any more like banjo breaking, uh, tearing, grazing, whatever it is, stories, send them into the hotline because this is super interesting. It I is. mean. It's making me feel nauseous, so I'm assuming that everyone listening probably is feeling mildly nauseous as well. It's a pretty wild thing to happen. Like, how do you actually do it? Does the dick need to, like, bend in a certain way for it to fully snap? I would assume it would be friction. I don't know if it's friction. People have sex every day of their life and their banjo doesn't snap and sex is all about friction. And it's all about, yeah, and and lubricating properly. I think it must be, like, when – like the hips like move in a certain angle or like that the dick like almost goes in and it like doesn't go in and then it it goes, yeah. Fuck, snapping it would be very painful. Well, Blake, I know I went through a bit of pain with mine. Do you think he has a chance with her? I think, yeah, he sends a message. Do you think he acknowledges it though? I think acknowledge it. Like, but if you don't know what she's like, she might be very prudish, very like. Well, uh, read the room. Obviously, yeah. he seems like a pretty chill guy. Like, I feel like just sometimes it's better to just address the elephant in the room and move on. Like, if she goes butt. to, it is what it is. But like, it, it's not ideal because it's kind of like that's the thing about sex as well, and why I don't like having sex with like random people. Because imagine if something wild like that happened, and then it's like we're in this together. Now I don't know you. I don't like you. You know, like it's full on stress. Blake, we want an update on that one. Yes, please. Keep us in the loop, Blake. Let us know how it goes. Keep us in the loop. And good luck. Send her a message. See what she says. All right, guys. So that's all we've got time for on today's hotline. If you have any more that you want to send in, we love hearing it. 
especially banjo ones. That was very interesting. That was very interesting. And also just a reminder, make sure you rate our podcast. As you know, we are a small but growing podcast and getting your ratings really does help us. We are reading them all and we're going to choose our favourite and send out some merch to our favourites. So get on that now and we will be choosing a winner and announcing it in a couple of weeks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.